Hi, this is Dean. And this is Carrie. Hello to our Weird World fam. You just listened to, or maybe I don't know how long ago it was, it's, it's, you have your own life, to part one of Lizzie Borden. So now you are going to listen to part two of Lizzie Borden, in which we move from the murder into the trial, and then to the, the somewhat notorious outcome of that trial, and then into the aftermath for Lizzie and Emma after they got their dad's money. Carrie, anything? Yeah, since it's just you and me, we'll have to make fun of you for calling our listeners fam. Huh. I feel like they're when fam, When the kids Carrie. are around. I, I feel like they're fam. <laughs> it's the word world. God, I still... Well, if I could pronounce this damn title right, that would help. Anyway, please enjoy part two of the Lizzie Borden case. So the trial was the, it was the first, well, maybe it wasn't the first, but it was, it was the, the great American trial of the century. And it was a, you know, a huge affair. It got national attention. Like the Boston Globe wrote a three-part in-depth piece on it. It was a big, big deal. It was a big media circus. Kind like of, the OJ of its time. It was the OJ for sure. Nice. The authorities were at, initially, even if they arrested her on August 11th, they were still really worried about uh, indicting her and prosecuting her. She was, again, she was this Protestant nun. She was a pillar. Yeah. She was this good girl. She was a virgin. She was a, uh, it just, it was, it went against the whole elite society at that yeah. time in, in, in uh, Massachusetts. Again, she was sort of an upper class person as well. The grand jury then in November of 1892 did not indict Lizzie when they met and discussed it. They refused to at the time, but then a breakthrough. Alice Russell, the friend, as you would call, who saw the dress incident, yeah. she told no one about this initially. Mm. She finally she started getting feeling bad about it, and think, and so she talked to uh, some family members, and I think she talked to like the family lawyer, and the lawyer said, "You have to go tell the authorities." So she did, and she did that on December first. So she would waited months before she told anyone, but she told the, the authorities on December first. And it was only then, almost within a few days after that, the grand jury remet and indicted Lizzie Boyden for murder. Shit. Wow. Yeah. So that was considered very strong, and it, it should be considered yeah. incredibly strong evidence. But it had been a long enough time mm-hmm. that the dress was gone, right. it was burned, and no one could say with any kind of certainty that it was indeed the dress she had been wearing on August 4th when right. the murders occurred. It was too late by then. Right. So the state attorney general. Wait, can yes, I, uh, you said you said they came back and confiscated the clothing of the, the family. Uh, they apparently did not confiscate that dress that she burned and was right. broken up on the seventh because that was the next day. That was the but, day after she was told on the sixth that she was a, sus- a suspect. Okay, but wouldn't they verify? Okay, Lizzie, wear the clothes you were wearing. These Bridget, are the same people. Are these the clothes she was wearing? These are the same people who didn't search anything for two days. Okay. So maybe not. Okay. And presumably, we have to guess here, she would have hidden the bloodstained right. dress that she was wearing. Right. But again, because she, she, I mean, obviously, we, we, might, we might not talk about this, but in terms of the timeline, what would have had to have happened is she would have, if it was, even if it was a few minutes before 11 o'clock when Bridget went upstairs, mm-hmm. she had to be, I mean, she already killed her mother. She has to be ready and raring to go. She's got the hatchet somewhere close by. She, as soon as Bridget goes upstairs, she's on it. She goes in there, whack, whack, whack. She goes to the, she probably did go to the barn. We'll find out later. There was eyewitnesses who said they did see her um, going into the barn at about that time period. Right. Because that's where she had her dumped spare clothes mm-hmm. and, dumped, and dumped the hatchet, the hatchet for yeah. temporarily and also dumped 
the uh, dress that was would be undoubtedly stained with blood, right? And and got into a different dress, which mm. was not stained with blood. And so she would then it was that blood stained dress, and there's probably two of them because there's probably a, was also a dress right. that she used to kill her mother. Yeah, right. Yeah, and she uh, took those and she and she destroyed those by fire. Again, this is what Alice w- Russell witnessed. So yes, you're right. The police, if they had. Presumably, that dress was somewhere hidden in the barn at that time. Then, yeah. August fourth and August fifth, when the police are doing no searching whatsoever, and by August sixth, she either they didn't find it, or they were already destroyed. But again, if Ru- Alice Russell's testimony, at least one dress was destroyed was destroyed after they had searched the house in the sixth. It's destroyed the next morning. But right. I'm going to presume whatever she destroyed, she destroyed on the seventh because she probably thought she was. There's no way they're going to think I did it, like you said. She yeah. probably thought no yeah. way. It wasn't mm-hmm. until after they said we suspect you that the next morning she burned the dress. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the state attorney general, oddly, was normally go, would lead a case and prosecute in the tr- in trial a case like this. Wow. Uh, a, a very... High profile? Famous high profile, ca- high profile case, yeah, yeah that's, which I found odd. He hemmed and hawed for literally months. He just, he, I don't know if he thought the political repercussions, like you're, you know, you're taking on kind of an upper crust person. You might lose the support of those people that you, you need. I don't know. I'm speculating. I don't know if that's it for sure. But he just did not want anything to do with it. He finally used a doctor's excuse. He said, you're too sick you, uh, to try this case. So the next, the spring of 1893, he finally just dropped out of the case. Wow. Entirely, he got a new lawyer to help. It was a uh, so th- there was the local DA was always going to be the local DA should have prosecuted it with the state attorney general. Right, the state attorney general drops out, and so he finds a neighboring county d- district attorney to prosecute it with the local district attorney. To the to the local district attorney's great credit, and I didn't write his name down, darn it. <laughs> he pursued it. Ve- he was a very he was a, clearly a someone motivated by justice because he pursued it at a time when he politically again he could have easily dropped it. Right. Had, Lizzie had a lot of supporters at this point. Mm-hmm. No, most people didn't think she did it. Hmm, really? Yet. Just because she was a girl? Exactly. Yeah. So She's a lady. They got a new lawyer, and finally the trial started on June 5th, 1893. That is, what is that? It's almost 10 months after, right about 10 months after the murders. So yeah. a very wow. long time for the day. These days, you're just getting warmed up. You're just having discovery or something. Right. We'll, we'll get to it in five years. But yeah. back then, 10 months was a long time from event to trial. The trial was held in New Bedford, as a matter of fact, because it was just too notorious yeah. for Fall River, and, and New Bedford is a larger city than Fall River. One of the prosecutors was William Moody. He would be a future Supreme Court judge. Oh, a brush with celebrity of someone we've never heard of. <laughs> Lizzie was defended by three lawyers. She had received her inheritance by this time. We'll talk about that in a minute. So she was able to buy some very high-priced, really good lawyers, one of whom was named George Robinson, and he was a former governor of Massachusetts. Oh, wow. So there were some, some pretty big people. Again, yeah. this was a huge... It was in Little, little Fall River, but it was a big yeah. deal. All yeah. them Bostonians came out for this. Yeah. There's a weird coincidence happened about this time. It was in, in June, I think June 1st, so just a few days before the trial is going to start. Bertha Manchester, also of Fall River, Massachusetts, was hacked to death in her home by an axe. Oh, what? Just before the, tra- the trial is going to start. The similarities 
got the tongues wagging all over the area. And they thought, is this related? Is this the same person who did those Borden murders 10 months ago? Mm -hmm. The answer ultimately was no. It was a Portuguese immigrant named Jose Correa de Mello. And he was later caught. He was found guilty the next year. And during the investigation, they shown conclusively he was nowhere near Fall River at the time of the boredom killings. So, mm. But at the time, in June 5th, 1893, when the trial started, that was not known yet. Mm. So there was a lot of some speculation yeah. that, hey, maybe it's this, whoever, the, the, the crazy psycho who killed Bertha could have killed the Bordens yeah. 10 months ago as well. So this, the, the, the maniacal stranger, which if you think about it, is really the only other possibility besides Lizzie. We'll talk about suspects in a bit. And also, in the trial, the inquest testimony that had gone very badly for her was ruled inadmissible. It was tossed out by the judge. The defense faulted the prosecution for not, for for mainly for not showing without a doubt what the murder weapon is. Like, you don't have a murder weapon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't tell us. It, we don't know that it's the hatchet head. You can't prove that. You, it, there's no right. conclusive evidence it was that hatchet head. So you don't have a murder weapon. You don't have any bloodstained clothes. You don't have any good forensic evidence really to speak of. It's kind of circumstantial. Mm-hmm. The prosecution said, well, the handle was broken off because it would have had blood on it, and it's easier to clean blood off of the blade, a metal blade, than it is off a, a more porous wooden handle. So that's why they think the murderer, Lizzie, broke off the handle for that reason. It was stained in blood, and she, and she probably burned it. Mm. Okay? So the, what, you looking? Well, I mean... Sure. This is way before forensic, where they can find every speck of blood. Right, every, yeah. they could. Right. So if you washed an axe blade pretty well, they're not going to find the find blood. blood. And even if they did, so what? Right. This, you know, it, it would have been his and her blood anyway, Abby and Andrew's blood anyway. So still, still, the prosecution had Alice, and they had Alice's testimony that she had seen her best friend, by the way, Lizzie, destroying a dress yeah. that had, quote, unquote, paint on it. The defense did not even broach this topic. They just basically ignored it. Really? They didn't Jesus. come around. They didn't, the, uh, Lizzie did not testify on of her course, own behalf. Yeah. And they didn't try to answer this at all. They, huh, just, they well. just pretended it didn't happen. In modern times, the lawyer, the defense lawyers would have had 10 lies to excuse uh, that, that the right. dress burning, tearing thing. But back then, it's like, you know what? She only needed one that it got paint on it. Consistent, <laughs> consistent with her original story. I know, but okay. <laughs> I mean, a, a more how about a more plausible story? They would have had fifteen better lies of of what happened than I got paint on it, which is pretty lame. Huh? You don't understand how horrible lawyers are, do you? I don't think you quite get it. They're pretty terrible people, defense lawyers especially. So the prosecution, well, okay, but. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, All Casey Anthony, are bad people. Closed case, closed. We're done here. Every defense lawyer—they're awful human beings. Okay, they're on. monsters. <laughs> they, their their job is to lie about the, what happens so the client gets off. I'm not saying prosecutors are pretty scummy too. Making up a murderer shows that, but often, but defense lawyers are are venal. They're just awful. Um, but, okay, I apologize to any lawyers. <laughs> I, I absolutely don't. If you're a defense lawyer and you and your job is to get criminals off and you're an awful person. If you're a prosecutor who gets innocent people off, you also are an awful Who's person. Whose job is it to get innocent people off? No one's job. That's the problem. Whoa. Dramatic <laughs> pause, because that's the truth. The prosecution 
went over the timeline, by the way, and this is where Lizzie's claim kind of was challenged. You know, oh, she left 10.58, she's gone for 20 or 30 minutes, but it, it was sort of left inconclusively. And then they get to Bridget hearing Lizzie call, and Bridget saying that was at 11.10 a.m. Lizzie calling out, come quick, my dad's been murdered. So there's the timeline, it looks bad. Again, they, they brought up her contradictions and her wonky timeline, but at the end of the day, they couldn't bring up the uh, evidence from her, her even more contradictory testimony during the inquest, and they couldn't show a murder weapon or bloody clothes. So the defense did, however, find two sort of walk-by witnesses, I guess, two men who claimed they saw Lizzie coming out of the barn at 11.03 a.m. Very precise, these men, with, the I guess, hell? watches, and they yes. saw, you see a woman coming out of a barn, you check what you time check it is. Time. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's what they testified, though. Hmm. That they saw. Apparently, I, I, I don't. I, the way I read it is independently of one another, too. Not like two guys walking together. That's weird. That is very weird. That's very. So they weird. saw her coming out. This was an attempt by the defense to show that Lizzie was not in the house when Andrew was murdered. Remember, Andrew would have been murdered something like just before eleven to eleven ten, somewhere right. in that fairly tight range. So they're saying, oh well, look at eleven oh three. She was coming out of the barn. Of course, obviously, she could have been coming out of the barn before or after killing her father. Right. So mm -hmm. that's not. But she, it, yeah, had it, to go it, out there to get the axe. Yeah, but. or go hide the axe right. after she killed. I think I can kind of signal my thoughts on this thing, but yes. I, I think she killed him almost instantaneously. When Bridget had just closed her door when she took that axe to yeah. his head, I think. But still, that kind of gave the defense sort of a thing like, look, she's over in the barn like she said she was. She, was. she wasn't inside the house killing her dad. Mm -hmm. That was the, the attempt anyway. Regardless, the police had found no evidence. This is important. Remember she said she went up into the loft to eat her pears? Yes. Her secret bag her of pears? secret pears. The police said they found, they checked the, the ladder, the stairs, I guess, or ladder, I don't know how, what it was, going up to the loft. It looked to them like it was completely undisturbed, dusty ladder. Mm. No one had gone up there very, to very recently. any pears. Pears or anything else. Nothing. No one had gone up there. Hmm. So. Nice try. Yeah, but still. The skulls of Andrew and Abby were brought in to the trial. Ooh, Jesus. Presumably defleshed. I don't think Hopefully. it was like hanging, you know, the half an oh, eye there or something like that. Obviously. Sorry. Obviously. <laughs> so Lizzie obligingly fainted upon seeing oh. the skulls. Lizzie also wore flowery dresses instead of like, I don't know, severe black dresses right. and, and like capes too and things like that. She wore and capes? I, it said like a cloak or a cape or something oh. like that. When she'd have a fan in one hand and she held a bouquet of flowers in the other. So Trying she was to look putting dainty. on. Exactly. That's weird. Yeah, I no, was gonna say that's exactly feminine. it. Yeah. She was, because she was a stout, yeah. muscular, strong woman. She's looking for all the world like this poor, innocent. She faints at skulls and she has flowers and fans and shit yeah. like that. She was trying, and flowery dresses. She was trying to look very dainty and mm -hmm. very genteel, not the kind of woman who could take a hatchet and bash a shit out of someone's head. Yeah. Which she was. She was physically uh, a strong woman. The prosecutors tried to bring forth the testimony of a neighborhood druggist. This is also a key bit. A druggist, I guess you'd probably call them an apothecary back then, one of my favorite old-timey words. Yeah. He was willing to swear that Lizzie had tried to buy prussic acid the night before the mm. murders. What's that? It's a deadly poison. <gasps> she had claimed to him that she needed the prussic acid to clean a sealskin cloak. The judge, however, ruled against the admissibility of this evidence because he said that the event 
was too long before the murders to be connected. The night? It was the before? night before. Wow. What the hell? It's ridiculous. Huh. To get, so you have the ruling against the evidence from the inquest. You have the ruling against the evidence from this druggist. You have the lack of a, of a weapon. You have the lack of a bloody clothes. And then on top of that, the judge, it was actually presided by a three-person tribunal of judges. The lead judge, however, gave the summation. And at the time, judges would, would sum up the case for the jury before the jury would be sequestered. Yeah. And by all accounts, he gave an incredibly one-sided pro-Lizzie summation huh. of the case before the um, jury went in. Another thing that was weird was that this was, I guess no one from Fall River could be on the jury. So, it, and Fall River was a, was a decent sized town in that, this little county, I can't remember the name of the county. So what that meant is that the, most of the jurors were like rural farmers and people like that. 11 of the 12 were also Protestants, even though at this time the Irish were demographically kind of taking over the area. The well, Irish were flooding in. Why couldn't any of them been from New Bedford? I, state law. Like this, where the, the crime took place, I guess. No, New hmm. Bedford, where the. Trial I think New was... Bedford might might have been a different county. There's a little. Remember those those states back there? They have little tiny baby counties. Oh, so the jurors had to be from the same county, county where yes. she. That's how I read oh, it. Okay, gotcha. And so they tend. They, most of them were sort of just rural tradesmen and farmers, and the type of people who were like, oh, a woman couldn't do something like that. Sure. And again, eleven of them were white Protestant. Well, I guess they're, they're all men, of course, and even though it was at a time where there was a lot more Irish Catholics coming in. So it was kind of like a jury that was sort of rigged in her favor already before you had the judge, you know, test, right. give them a, a bias summation and refuse to allow a lot of evidence that should have been allowed. It turns out, the, um, or we knew, that the presiding judge was a man named Justin Dewey. He had been appointed by, to his judgeship, by none other than ex-governor George Robinson, Lizzie's lead lawyer. defense lawyer. Wow. So, hmm. a little bit of... Lizzie's lucky. Yes, she is. Well, that may have been why she... That, yeah. That's probably his main claim. Right. right. I appoint a lot of these judges. Hire me as your defense <laughs> right. lawyer. So, uh, in 1893, I think June... I want to say it's June 30th. There was a fairly long trial. It was tw- 25 days. I could have that date wrong. I, I wrote the wrong date here. The jury went in to deliberate... And 90 minutes later, they came out with the verdict of, as we all know, not, not, not guilty. guilty. It would later come out that they actually had decided that in less than half an hour, but they, they and they like, okay, let's go. Wait a second. This is going to look bad. Look good. So honestly, they, they <laughs> waited around as long as they could. They rated, rated around another hour to make it look like they had molded right. over a little longer for an hour and a half. They played charades. They basically did, yeah. yeah. They played they hung uh, out. gin rummy or pinnacle. Which they is spelled a, Pinocchio. They had um like a potluck. Everyone brought like they a different dish. They may have. Yeah. So the evidence for and against. Evidence for Lizzie. I'm summated here. That's not a word. <laughs> summated. <laughs> summated. Let's make up that word. I okay, say. Summarize. I'm gonna summarize the for and against. So if Lizzie was guilty, what did the jury miss? And I think most people think she was guilty. So Here's first the, Liz- the evidence for Lizzie, and then we'll, and I'm just going to sort of bullet point these items, right? Okay. She had little time to kill her father, yeah. something like 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So she would have had to have, like we talked about, she would have had to have very quickly bash, 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 clean, change, come back in, cry for help. Mm-hmm. 
There was no obvious blood on her dress or her person. Again, they didn't take her dress at the time, but if she had a huge blood stain, they would have noticed. So she right. would have had a change, yeah. but she did a good job of it, cleaned up. Yeah. Well, she would have had to, I mean, there probably would have been blood on her face to her hands. So she, yeah. did, she had little time, but she was able to clean up well, apparently. Was it really Lizzie who tried to buy the prussic acid? Later, she would say, that wasn't me. That never happened. It must have been mistaken identity. So, because the prussic acid is important in case, I guess we've just sort of implied it, but clearly the implication is that she had tried to poison right. four or five days ago. It didn't work, probably using whatever poison she had at hand in the house. There's mm -hmm. always, you know, arsenic or whatever for flies or what have you. So now she's fresh out of poison. Did she um, try to go get some new poison and refuse? So had to go to plan B, hatchet. With a hatchet, yeah. But... She claims it was mistaken identity, and she had never tried to buy hmm. uh, the poison. Hmm. Did the druggist wear thick glasses? I don't know, Karen. Druggist. I, but I like your conspiratorial tone. <laughs> <laughs> to, well, that's a he said, she said. A little so. bit, yes. Yes. Yes, it is. But, I don't know. you know, uh, in that case, I don't know. I, I, the he said seems a lot more logical than the she said. Two men, and that's always true, I think. Are, am I right, ladies? Am I right? I, five? No. Okay. No. Two, the two men that saw Wait, her. I have another thing about that. Okay. Right. When did he come forward with this story? At the time or a year later? No, or... not a, certainly not a year later, since the trial was less than a year later, but no. Mom's on Lizzie's side, it sounds like. It does sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know when well, exactly. I don't know what day. I'll tell you my thing at the end. All right. All right. Your thing. Carrie's Is that she thing. doesn't trust men. Don't trust men. <laughs> Even if she did it, they probably deserved it. Exactly. The dad definitely deserved it. Oh, for sure. I mean, he didn't buy her nice things. Exactly. Though, How about those two men who saw her around the area of the barn? That At least for some period, that places her outside of the house. Yeah. During the period, he would have been, Andrew would have been killed. I don't trust them a whole bunch. She was seen by Bridget and Abby after the killing. And again, no, no obvious. Bridget and, and I'm not, not Bridget and Abby, um, Bridget and the neighbor, you know. Oh. So right away, she's, again, she, she didn't have any, by immediate witnesses, she had no blood or evidence on her. I've been harassed by a cat. Yeah, well. <laughs> make him go away. Yeah, make him go away. It's a bad cat. He's the bestest cat. There was no obvious murder weapon ever found conclusively, and the morphine may have messed her up, and that's what caused the weird actions and contradictory mm -hmm. evidence at the inquest. Those are the items in favor of Lizzie yep. being innocent. How about the evidence against Lizzie? She hated her stepmother. She did. Without any question whatsoever. She wanted her father's money. She wanted to live well and escape this stifling home life. The family got sick. Whether or not she tried to poison the family, we know for a fact the family did get sick just a few days before. Right. And that's suspicious. That would be, you know, quote unquote, the normal way a woman would, would murder exactly. someone. It's typically women murdered by poison. Was she also sick? You know, I, everything I read didn't say that one way or the other. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Presumably, if you're, she's a smart woman, she would have, you know, ah, I feel terrible too. Blah, blah. And, you know. Yeah. Pretended to be yeah. sick. Pretty good sound effects, by the way, just yeah. there. So, yeah. Perfect. Thank you. And, of course, another one, she had tried to buy prussic acid, which leads one to believe that she was going to retry the poison yep. method again. Right. So, and yes, 
there's a potential. I mean, really, you're going to, uh, I mean, she's a very distinct person. Mm-hmm. See that woman? Is that the woman who tried to buy Professor Gasser from you? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, it's, yeah. it's fairly, Did he say why he didn't sell it to her? Uh, it did, I never read anything that said why, but poisons were controlled. At, at the time, that was the main way society stopped people from poisoning each other is, was to control poison. Right. And like in England, you, you would have to sign a book and there'd have to be a witness that shot, saw you sign the book and, yeah. and, and pharmacists and druggists could refuse to buy you poison. for it. So presumably, he didn't feel comfortable selling it to her because yeah. he did not. Hmm. So Lizzie lied about Abby being gone that morning and having gone for a visit to a sick friend and having a messenger. Yeah. Lizzie lied about removing her father's boots and putting on his slippers. Lizzie tried to clearly was trying to get Bridget out of the house with that whole, hey, the barber store sale, you should go. That was it yeah. was a weird thing. <laughs> right. It was not a normal thing Lizzie would have done. She could give a shit about Bridget. They weren't buds. Lizzie's timeline is a mess and it's impossible. She could not have been in the barn for anywhere near 20 or 30 minutes. At most, just a few minutes, if that. And then why lie about being in the barn for such a long time in the first place? What, is the, what, was the, what did that gain her? At least, like you said, she could have overstated how long she's yeah. in there. But that's, that's a huge overstatement. Are, are you well, re- she, is, she wasn't in the house killing her dad if she was in the barn. No, but, but would you think a five or ten minute stay somewhere, would you report that as a 20 or 30 minute stay at that place? That's a, that's a huge difference. It's one thing to say, I was there maybe an hour, and it turns out you're there an hour and a half. But to say... You were there 20 or 30 minutes, and you could have at most been there a few minutes, maybe five or 10, is, is a weird... It, it, it indicates that you're probably lying about how long you were yeah. there. She... Or you're just stupid, and you don't... You know, <laughs> no, don't really. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. She went into the barn around the same time her father was murdered, and the witnesses actually, in my mind, were kind of against her. Because if they're, if they're seeing her enter or exit the, the barn, to me, the wit- what I read that witnesses said that they saw her exiting the barn. That'd be going, and that's at eleven oh three, going back to the house. Mm-hmm. That could be with the axe in her hand that they didn't see, right. or it could be. I mean, how does it take to chop someone 10, 10, 11 times? That's done in seconds. Yeah. Right. So she went back there. If their timing is correct, she went back there, and that only gives her a few minutes, admittedly, to hide the axe and change her dress. But that's not impossible. It's just a, a few steps past the house. It's so whack, whack, whack. You rush back to the barn. You change the dress that you had ready to go. You hide the axe in the dress. Yeah, Prob- and and then you walk back into the house. Whether it was eleven o three or eleven o five, eleven o seven, how could they possibly know it was eleven o three? Was she sweaty? Probably, but it's a hot August day be, in Massachusetts. So that's what I'm saying. Oh. You'd be even more sweaty. Yes, with that's all true. that activity. Another item though is why say you went up into the loft if the police say you couldn't have because they found no evidence yeah. of disturbed us. Well, you know. It's just nice to have a reason. Uh, yeah, to, she does, but why say that? 10 or 20 minutes and the Yeah, I guess. All those, the delicious pears. Yeah. Uh, she ripped sneak. up and burned the dress after. That's the, the, the most damning evidence against her is the destruction of a dress mm-hmm. as evidenced by her best friend. Mm-hmm. She showed little, if any, emotion at the time of the murders and after the murders, which is not completely conclusive. People deal with no, that different ways, but still. Right, yeah. Her claims of what happened around the time her father was discovered. Remember the noises, the, the, the three different kinds of noises, the different things she was doing. Regardless of even the inquest, right. her yeah. story, again, was just a mess. 
And it, it, you know, if you say, I heard groans, oh, no, I heard scratches, oh, no, I heard someone calling for help. Right. Yeah. That's, those aren't things that could be the same event no. you're describing. It's like you're changing the story because you thought of a better one. Right. Like, for instance, the, I, don't, I don't know if that was the exact sequence, but saying I heard someone calling for help, that would mean the bad thing happened to those people when I was in the barn, allegedly. Mm -hmm. But, of course, that, uh, you know, she's also would later say she didn't hear anything at all. Yeah. And thought nothing was amiss when she came into the house. Yeah. So, And finally, she was seen going to the cellar alone by the police person, policeman, <laughs> and very possibly cleaning something at the sink. So mm. who knows? Remember that was the August the yeah. night of. I, was that, it was either the fourth the night of or it was the fifth. There's I can't a remember. Sink in the cellar. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Come sure, on, Carrie. Come on, Carrie. This is not a modern house. No, but you have a sink and a drain. Remember, she brought a slop pail in, so she'd have yeah. access to the water from the house. So basically, Lizzie. Here's how I characterize it. She was almost like this indentured servant living in this stifling household mm -hmm. when she, she could have been living high and large. That's a saying that people say. <laughs> um, and she's in this loveless house with a stepmother that she hated. And here's the key. If that stepmother outlived her father, mm -hmm. she's screwed for the mm -hmm. rest of her life. Abby and Abby's family, who they hated, gets all the money. And she had she and Emma had zero means of support other than her, her father's yeah. inheritance. Yeah. Even this that, that is kind of an indictment on society. It is. It mm -hmm. is. What what was she supposed to do? Yeah. Well, she's supposed to kill him. Well, no, but she should have just killed Abby. Yeah. She shouldn't have killed her dad. Well, and, and she should have found a rich widow or and married him. Widow er. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, that's man widow. Two words. Man a man a middow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. That's I don't know why we need two different words. We don't. We don't. The sequence is, is incredibly important, though, isn't it? Mm -hmm. She killed Abby first and then her father. Well. The inheritance. If Abby died second, Abby's family no. gets everything. Right. She gets nothing. Right. It was absolutely critical. So if they are killed by a crazed maniac, that maniac did her a solid yeah. by killing them in that sequence. So let's talk about, let's talk about who the suspects are. The first one is this cra crazed walk-by murderer. So... What do you guys think? Crazy walk by murderer? Probably not. So I no. just say, you know what? I think I'll go in there. I think I'll murder a woman. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll wait around a 30 to, to 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll find a hatchet in the cellar. Mm -hmm. I'll bring it up. Everybody's got one. And I will murder someone. I'll wait around in the house. Hide, yeah. Hiding mm -hmm. in this small, stifling house for because I might want to kill someone else. And again, I'm, I'm a stranger. I don't know that someone that. Someone else, and why, why aren't you killing Lizzie and Bridget during mm -hmm. this period? Yeah. So the idea of, of a stranger is well, utterly a, a ludicrous. A stranger is ridiculous. It but, is. But what about a... Like Uncle John Morris, perhaps? I don't suspect him. Why Uncle not? John. Some have, have suspected him. Yeah, He's no, really but... kind of the only other possibility other than Lizzie, who is, who, and he was suspected by some people at the time. Few... Oh, um, he should be looked at for sure. Yes. But I, I don't assume think he did it. He had the alibi. Of the, the he did have an he alibi, but it's, the police consider his alibi almost too good. Like I guess the alibi he gave to them was super detailed, and they yeah. got a, some police had a little bit of suspicion that it was overly detailed. Hmm. But like here, I saved all of my receipts from everywhere I went. <laughs> Possibly so. Here's my receipt: buying zip ties and a butt and Lysol and bleach <laughs> and a bucket. So. Some also did point to Bridget the maid, which is the, she was in the house. That that's natural. 
they speculate that maybe it was in retaliation for Abby had made her clean the windows on the outside that morning, even though it was really hot, and she didn't want to do it. Yeah. So she's like pissed off. Like, I'll show her. I will hack her in the yeah. head 17 times, and then I'll wait around to hack her husband, too, who didn't make me clean the windows, yeah. but might as well since I'm at it. I got the axe in my hand. It's a pretty lame idea. I mean, basically, she's alibied, by, ironically, by Lizzie, effectively. Yeah. No one's ever really suspected Bridget. No. Which is odd. No. It's odd that she didn't get suspected pretty quick at the time, really. Yeah. But she did not, and she has never been presented as a serious suspect for the most part. And but what does she have to gain? She had nothing whatsoever. Yeah. She had no motive whatsoever for doing it. And then waiting around, it, it makes right. no sense. Yeah, whereas Lizzie had tremendous motive. A writer named Arnold Brown, decades later, would find that a young man in the area named William Borden. So he discovered this guy named William Borden who lived in the area. He speculated from this that this was Andrew's oddly named illegitimate son. Sure. <laughs> and free of any evidence whatsoever, Brown posited that young William had asked his father for money, had been refused, so he hacked him and killed him. Yeah. Yeah, So this obviously doesn't explain Abby for any reason. Why would he kill Mm -hmm. her? Maybe I guess she also said, no, don't give me money. And and so again, he he kills Abby and then waits around and kills Andrew. Hiding how he got in and and, and where he hid, we'll, we'll never know. But it doesn't really matter because another writer a little later named Leonard Rebello, he researched this William character ad nauseum and found that he had absolutely no possible relation with Andrew Borden. He was not anything to do with it. Sure. That's one of those. It was I, I, like I read a book on it too. People write books on the thinnest bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Some have even tried to drag Emma into it. Remember <gasps> Emma, who was 15 miles away in New Bedford? A guy named Frank Spearing wrote a book, again, in 1984, saying that Emma had somehow sneaked out of the house early in the morning, I guess. Because, again, going 50 miles then was not easy. Yeah, you right. You didn't drive a car. You didn't hop on a bus. So sneaked in the house, got all the way back to Fall River, hid, murdered Abby, hid some more, murdered Andrew, got out of there unseen, and then got back to Fall River in time to get the telegram Telling her her parents were killed. Yeah. He literally wrote a book on that That's hypothesis. Amazing. Yeah. He I should not be allowed that. to publish books. <laughs> he is a, a dumb man. Yeah. <laughs> so that but that anyway, that was that's one theory out there in the interest of thoroughness. I thought I'd present it to you, even though it is lame. Ultimately, though, it, it's Lizzie as the main person. Well, wait. Go ahead. What, what about a business? enemy okay. or a disgruntled worker that no one ever one many businesses textile mills were shit houses to work in. that's true that's true and he probably cheated them and paid them low wages wow. and they had bad working conditions wow you really sound pro-murder at this point <laughs> right now she does she really yeah. does i'm trying to be thorough okay okay um but why would they kill his wife yeah. 30 minutes before killing him or, or at least that long Remember, she was killed between 9 and, and 10.30. 30. He was killed at 11. So he, it could have been two hours almost. So Explain that. Explain that one, smart lady. And maybe they arrived to kill <gasps> They did the it in shifts. Two people did it. Let me finish Sorry. my sentence. Sorry about that. <laughs> they arrived to kill him. They came to, to have words. Oh, gotcha. She was there. Yep. And Killed her just to keep her from ang- being mm-hmm. angry. Oh, yeah. oh, now she's a witness. Yeah. She answered the door. She's a witness. She's got to go. They were able to get it out of her before they killed her that 
her husband will be home pretty soon so they can wait around. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's a it's a viable theory. It's as <laughs> least as good as Frank Spearing's are the but other I mean, guy. Did they did they talk to they they never business associates etc. I've never seen anything whatsoever about any oh. theory that was brought forth that mm-hmm. any business rival or worker had any that possible. business associate got away with the yeah. murder yeah. of the century. He sure did. He sure did. One writer named Victoria Lincoln proposed that Lizzie had done the deed, but she had done it in a fugue state. Oh and so she really God. couldn't remember yeah. in the testimony that, that she had done it. One of those very short fugue states. Very short fugue state. She was fine bef- immediately before and yeah. after. The murders were hours apart, so she had two fugue states, mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. short-lived murderous fugue states. And almost certainly she had tried to poison them a few days before and had plotted to poison them the night before. So mm-hmm. she had like at least four, if we're counting, four fugue states at this point that she legitimately couldn't remember. And then another fugue state when she burned the dress, the August 7th, so that's five fugue states at minimum. So, Victoria, you're as dumb as Frank. <laughs> so this is, that's dumb. Why, a writer, Ed McBain, who's, have you heard of him? He's a well-known crime novelist. Uh, I didn't really catch the name. Ed McBain. Oh, no. <laughs> She's like, uh, I don't know what you're saying. No. He <laughs> spun... A yarn that the murders started with Lizzie being found by her mother Abby in a let's call it romantic embrace with Bridget Sullivan, the maid. Oh my god! And so they were lesbians, and that uh, in a you know to I, I don't know prevent the scandal, Lizzie killed her mother. Yeah. And then, obviously, her father had to go. So I was killing him <laughs> an hour later. Makes sense. And he, I mean, I don't I don't know how serious he was about that. So to his credit, he I don't think he was very serious about yeah. it. He was just writing something speculative and nonsensical. So that's not true. Lizzie banked her money. She got all the inheritance because of that sequence that was so critical. And she moved, indeed, to the hill, the well, ritzy she part. She and Emma both got it, right? They both got it, yes. Yeah. They shared the inheritance. She moved to a big house on the hill that she called Maplecroft. And she changed her name to Lizbeth Borden. Not oh. super clever. <laughs> okay. She started calling herself Lizbeth Borden. That, that was not funny. her name. So it fooled no one, I'm assuming. Like but the girl I went to school with whose name was Caitlin. Yeah. Her name was Caitlin. And she called herself Caitlin. Yes. Yes. She just started, oh. started I'm, my name's Katie Lynn now. And everyone was like, your name's not Caitlin. Your name's Caitlin. <laughs> and Weathers with a K or a C is still lame. And yeah. please never... She um Hi Katie Lynn if you listen. Hi Katie Lynn. Hi Katie Lynn. Love your name. Nice girl. Just was really weird that name thing. You're sounding super weary right now that she's listening. I'm not that worried <laughs> that she listens to this. So <laughs> Maplecroft, her big beautiful house in the hill, was staffed by five maids, a housekeeper, and a coachman, all of whom lived there. So she went big. She again got the inheritance because Abby died first. So Abby's family, however, did sue. And they did get like an out-of-court settlement. No one knows how much, but they got a little chunk of it. Yeah. That essentially that uh, our mom should have got some, so give us some. And, and mm-hmm. Emma and Lizzie paid her off a little bit. Mm. Lizzie then started giving parties for like like apparently like artsy types, you know, actresses and things like that. Mm. And this kind of rankled Emma, who lived with her at Maplecroft. was her mom said, "Take care for the rest of your life." So Emma right. was going to do that. But in 1905, finally, they had a big argument when Lizzie gave a huge party for an actress named Nance O'Neill, and Emma left. She left uh-huh. Maplecroft in 1905, and she never came back or spoke to Lizzie again for the rest of her life. Wow. wow. 
they some, were well, a bit older by this point. Very much older, but, but some have speculated that. I've seen, like, there was some made-for-TV movie or something like that that speculated that, oh, Emma found something that showed her conclusively that, that Lizzie really had killed her, their parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's no reason. She just got sick of living. Lizzie, a lot of people speculate that Lizzie was a lesbian. Mm. And that she had uh, possibly had affairs with these actresses, and right. that she was entertaining. They'd stay over the night and things like that. And Emma just was, uh, I mean, a classic, super religious Sunday school teaching spinster who didn't like that lifestyle yeah. and finally left. That's that's more than likely what happened. Yeah, Lizzie died in 1927 after having surgery to remove her gallbladder. Oh, Emma died nine days later. Wow! Wow! Chronic nephritis. Which I think is inflammation of the kidney, right? I don't fucking know. I think so. Possibly. <laughs> I look up. I think it is kidney related. Yeah. Neither sister ever married, and they were buried right next to each other in the family plot at Oak Grove Cemetery in Fall River. Mm-hmm. So who got the money after they died? I don't know. Well, I do know, actually. It's funny you say that. Lizzie lived yeah. well. Inflammation yeah. of the kidneys. Is it? Yes. But she also had kind of a half a business. So she got... He, he was worth about eight million bucks. They gave they gave a lot to the lawyers. They gave some to the family of Abby, right. and then they split the rest. But Lizzie was worth about five million dollars in today's money when she died. So she parlayed it. I mean, she continued to buy properties and things like that. Mm. So she did well with yeah. the money. And so she had his five million dollar estate at the time of death. She left thirty thousand dollars in money at the time. That is six hundred thousand dollars in today's money to the Fall River Animal Rescue League. Oh, good how for sweet. you, Lizzie. Maybe you murdered somebody, but you loved animals. Yeah, appreciate it. And you were gay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, did she do it? Yes. Uh, then you ask, why was she acquitted? And a lot of modern theorists have said what, what Carrie said a minute ago, is that you just couldn't conceive yeah. that this a woman, yeah. upper crust w- woman yeah. would axe murder. If she had gotten away with the poison, she might have been in jail for the rest of her life, mm-hmm. ironically. But yeah. because she was forced, because she wouldn't be sold prussic acid later, and she was forced, quote unquote, to kill them with an axe, that's very likely a main reason that she got away with it, that, and she also had a, a judge that appeared to be in the bag for her. Yes. And that gave some pretty dreadful rulings. So, my, me, my, you know, if one of you shot in the darks, I, <laughs> I, I don't mean, think there is one. She, I, there's no, I have no question whatsoever. She clearly was guilty. Yeah, she And she clearly is. murdered them. Yeah. It's, none, it's, it's kind of a long list of guilty people that get away with it because they don't make one of those Stupid mistakes. Right. She was smart enough to wash the hatchet. She was smart enough to destroy the the um, dress. She was smart enough to not be seen by anyone. She waited until Bridget mm-hmm. was upstairs. She, uh, you know, she. She knew without any physical evidence. Yeah. At the time, at the yeah. time, yeah. how bad forensics were. Right. You didn't have to be that great, but a lot of times, even mur- even then, murders were were slipped up by just doing something dumb. If yeah. she had. You know, left the axe without the handle, and they found blood on it. That could have mm-hmm. been gone against her, or something like that. So, or if she had just been spotted, if those men who supposedly saw her exiting the barn, what if they'd seen her walking to the barn exactly. and seen her dress covered with blood and then hatchet in her hand? Mm-hmm. She'd been she'd been found guilty, mm-hmm. but she was smart enough to look outside, make sure the coast was clear, and dart for the barn. So, I, you know, there's no question she was guilty, but it's not the first time or the last time. Nope, that'll happen. No, there was a, I think it might have been a made-for-TV movie, I'm not sure, 
about Lizzie Borden where Christina Ricci played her. Yeah. I think I'm I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. It is. And I remember when we like saw a trailer for it or a commercial or something, you guys were like, That's ridiculous. Christina Ricci's a tiny little yeah. Yeah. slim yes. woman. Why is she playing Lizzie Borden? She was a big she was a very stout, just broad shouldered woman. Lizzie Borden in real life, yeah. So Christina Ricci not was right. not the physical type whatsoever. I'm trying to think of an actress that would be the physical type. I couldn't I couldn't name one I'm off the, the top of my head. I can't think of one either. But someone who's and I don't want to just I don't want to offend. Well, just anyone. powerfully built, relatively like the powerfully actress built. who played Miss Trunchbull. There you go. Whoever that was. Sure. Yeah. Trunchbull. Oh, that's from um, Matilda. Matilda. Okay. If you're listening, hey. <laughs> we'd like to cast you as Lizzie Borden. But yeah, there was. It, I think that is the thing I'm thinking of, where mm. they sort of they had that the dramatic scene where she finds mm. something. Oh my God, my sister really did do it, and that, that that's why they yeah. moved out. It was just not true. Uh, you, you do wonder though. It's never clear if Emma did or did not think her uh, sister did it. By the way, in terms of public opinion, so public opinion was mostly on her side. After she quitted, though, it turned very quickly against her, and she was more or less ostracized in Fall River society. Really? So that's why she, had, she, she didn't hobnob with the Fall River elite. She brought in people from, you know, actors from Boston and stuff like that that I she why hung she didn't out. Move. Why didn't she leave? I don't know. It's a good question. To fulfill she, her dream. Yeah. Or maybe just that all of her businesses were there. Again, she was a, basically a, a landlord. She owned, through her father, she owned these textile mills oh, and office buildings, things yeah. like that. She had business. So they continued to run everything, yeah. huh? Yeah. Again, she built that business beyond what her wow. what she was left. And, and Emma did whatever. Emma was, again, the, the acquiescent partner. Yeah. Lizzie was the, the mover and shaker. So, you know, her father probably could have prevented his own death if he had just treated... Emma and Lizzie, like he would have treated sons. This is roughly the fourth blame the victim like I've heard from you today. Bring, bring them into the mo- bring them into the family business. And yes, or yes. I don't know, give them some sort of semblance of independence and yeah, allow them to. That that's more of a societal thing, though. Again, right. if you didn't marry, you really didn't. There was nothing else for you. Uh, right. Maybe you could, yeah, like you said, be a school teacher mm-hmm. that made an income. But you're poor. She didn't want to live poor. She wanted to live rich. Yeah. She'd grown up you, with baby. her father being very wealthy, yeah. even if they didn't live quite like that. She knew he was very, very wealthy. Yeah. So it's also the, like I said, that kind of low rent family squabbling stuff. All families have that shit. You know, your family does. Um, oh, sure it does, Carrie. What? You know, where people are about? bitching. I hope they're not, not listening. But people, <laughs> everybody bitches about everybody. Every, every family has this. Oh, you're sure. bitching about oh, yeah, different absolutely. things. And, and different branches of the family. And those not people are. not without good cause. Yeah, in your case, very good cause. Like, you know, oh, that, this cousin is an asshole and things like that. They had all that going on, but it led to murder. And it was all, but it was all exposed at the trial and, and before and after the trial. And it's mm-hmm. just funny that... Almost any sort of domestic murder, if you want to scratch the surface like that, you're going to find that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's interesting. I find it. The There's little, no the little petty thing. tensions and things like that. Yeah. Uh, are you pointing fingers at my family thinking your family doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, well, it's not around money because my family doesn't have any. So it's, <laughs> well, mine's it, not around money either. Some of I it mean, is. There Sometimes. is money involved, yeah. but... Yeah. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's about Carrie money. comes from money. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you did. Me too. Um, <laughs> it's not, that's not you? my branch of the family. I theory. feel like Emma's thinking about killing us now at this point. No, you guys don't have any money that's true. for me that's to kill true. you for. Thanks. Thanks. Tell, don't tell her about all that money we have here. <laughs> all that money, yeah. She'll kill us. Um, okay. Well, that's it. Any, any thoughts? Any comments? Lizzie did it. Yep. But, you know... It's one, of those, it's one of those, no one else, it really is. If she no, one no one else could have possibly yeah. done it. 
That that sounds weird. It doesn't sound logical, but it, it really kind of is. Yes. Yeah. Well, and my thing when we're talking about things that happened so long ago. Yeah. We have no way of knowing all the details. Right. We, we know what was reported, what somebody yeah. elected to write down. Yeah. And from what slant did they write that down? So that's why I'm fairly skeptical about a lot of stuff. Like what? You think Lindsay didn't do it? You think Lindsay? I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a fair chance that she didn't do it. Fair. Most of the press from... What I've read, most of the press was pro Lizzie, and the sentiment mm-hmm. was very pro Lizzie until after the acquittal. Yeah, because I think it's like it's which you you've seen. I can't, I'm trying to think of a case, but I, that's been true in other cases. It's one of those, you know, uh, what's the buyer almost like buyer's remorse. Yeah. We've been supporting Lizzie, supporting Lizzie. Oh, she got away with it, and and you kind of realize she almost yeah. certainly did it, and now she mm-hmm. got away with murder. Yeah, that son of a bitch, she got away with murder, and and they and they turned on her. Yeah, we have OJ, but I think people who People will go to their graves Thinking swearing he was innocent. This incredibly or, clearly guilty person. Or maybe realizing he was guilty, but they don't care because... It, well, that, that, uh, there's, a, there's a racial aspect stuff. to that. Yeah, not unlike my feelings about the whole societal aspect of around Lizzie's. There is. There absolutely is. Uh, but I would argue it's it's more socioeconomic than it is gender or, or race. They, they certainly interact. Yeah. And if, if the, the hierarchy of getting away with murder is a white rich male... Mm-hmm. But a rich black man has a pretty good shot of getting away with murder too, OJ. So <laughs> it, it's it's and a rich woman would have a really like Lizzie Borden, right? Also has a really good shot of getting away with it too. I, so I think it's it's class and money is the is the main oh, yeah. divider here of of who gets justice and who doesn't. Yeah, correct, agreed. And Lizzie was able to parlay that into the ex governor mm-hmm. being your defense lawyer who who. Put the the judge on the bench. Which, by the way, really? I know. Would that be allowed? These right. Days, I sure hope not. Yeah. Um, well, that's d- dumb prosecutors, right? Couldn't they have? I don't know. Who and knows if, at the time yeah. what the rules were? And, if, but, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and if that means governors can't become defense lawyers, too fucking bad. Dumb become mm-hmm. defense lawyer because you know they appoint a bunch of judges. So. Yeah, we, we we don't need another defense lawyer, so it's fine if you don't it's become like a one. Built-in conflict. It is. Mm-hmm. Any case he would have. Yep. I think. Lizzie Borden. That was the two-part episode of Lizzie <laughs> Borden. So thanks for listening to that, Carrie. Please tell me where they can find us. Weird World Podcast on Twitter. You Google it, and you probably find whatever you want. Don't. Facebook, where we'll podcast on um, Instagram and Patreon and worldworldpod at, gmail. at gmail.com. Thanks. How often do you check your email? Every damn I, day. By the way, I found I have had some emails come go to my Gmail account uh, about Weird World, and I apologize for not attending to them because I didn't I didn't know I got any emails on G, my my Gmail account. For and I didn't know Dean had a Gmail account. <laughs> See, so there you go. So I just responded to, to a couple of few of them uh, just recently that were probably like a month plus old or oh, something like shit. that. Did not know there that they existed. I'll try to check that more often, but it's better to email Carrie. Well, and no, if you if you email Weird World. So how do they? We'll, we'll talk I about that later. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, and <laughs> please listen next time. See you. Bye.